Everybody, uh, we are here. Vince Russo, Dr. Chris here. We are uh, starting the Wrestling Outlaws, and we're going to jump right into the first topic. He's already ready. He's already ready. He's already ready. Okay, well, uh, talk about in route. Here we go. Dun, dun, dun. I'm the worst. I'm sorry. Unbelievable, bro. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's it's so past my bedtime, and I'm sitting here uh, playing <laughs> diddly winks, waiting on you, man. I, I owe you a big one. I'm okay. Prick. Let me get right. some light on in here. So, yeah, sorry. pants on, bro. Put some, put some pants on, bro. I don't do pants, all right. All right, man. Oh, man. What a, I'm a huge one. Dude, I'm fucking sitting there like I'm forgetting something. I thought it was Wednesday. I'm like, shit. <laughs> well, welcome back to Ohio, and we're actually uh, recording right now. So this bro, is all, a, this all be real. Yeah, bro, because oh, I think he's got a shower curtain, his drapes in his house. I think that's, that's a shower effective. curtain behind him. EC2's drapes, guys. Okay, what did I miss? Who are we buried? Nothing, man. We're sitting here playing yeah. winks, waiting for you at midnight, bro. Indeed. Okay, so uh, welcome back to Ohio, by the way. Dude, I got food poisoning, too, on the way up. Oh, goodness. Nice, bro. Anywhere. A mess. I'm a mess. What were you eating? I, I cooked some protein pancakes that had raw fucking milk in them, and I thought they'd stay good. I, I'm a fucking idiot. I'm, oh, I'm wow. Well, I'm speaking, of, speaking of idiots, what's going on, everybody? This is Dr. Hey. Chris Featherstone uh, here. <laughs> this guy right here, I think they're going to show it on this part of the screen here. So I think he's like right here. According Listen, to I, I owe my dear friends... Uncle Vince and Chris, an apology. Yes. Party to the party because I have so much going on, so many big things coming. I'm building empires. I'm crafting narratives. I'm controlling the world. And I, I plum forgot that today was Thursday. So my apologies, guys. I hope you do forgive me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no worries at all. They probably won't even show that part because we record on Thursdays, but a lot of people don't even know that. So it all it, it all works out. Man. You do owe us one, but. None of the yeah. people who are watching knows what days we record uh, most of the time. Good. Okay. I, I only do it for you guys. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, nice. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Wrestling Outlaws. I'm here with Vince Russo. I am here with EC3. Let's jump right into the first topic. Shoot from the hip, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. So, interesting story that has been developed uh, within a lawsuit uh, that WWE is in the middle of. Uh, Sports Kita uh, reported this, uh, so uh, well wrote about it at least. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna read from the Sports Kita article here. So they're in the middle of a lawsuit from Brittany Abrams, and in the suit, several details have emerged about backstage issues within the company. One of the main issues saw WWE's lead writer Ryan Callahan humiliate Kyla. Slivers, Silvers, Kyla Silvers, after she spoke out against an idea he had proposed. So once again, uh, Ryan Callahan was head writer of Raw. Uh, Kyla S uh, Silvers spoke out against the idea. What was the idea? Here's the idea. There's a storyline being pitched for Mansoor behind the scenes, and there was talk about his involvement with Aaliyah and a secret the star kept from the female superstar. All right. What was it? And stated in the court documents, Ryan Callahan disagreed with the secret that Silvers and Brittany Abrams had proposed and instead said, how about his secret is he's behind the 9-11 attacks? 
the what idea is the U.S. Made, government? I guess so. <laughs> the idea made Silvers nervous, and she laughed, saying that uh, that they should not do that and talk about other parts of the pitch. Apparently, his Mansoor idea being dismissed didn't go down well with Callahan, who made fun of her, saying, oh, I guess you're the lead writer now. All right. So for the rest of the meeting, whenever any writer had a question for Callahan, they were asked to direct it to Silvers. So basically, what are, what are these people? Twelve years old. Like, what, what? What are we? What are we talking about here, bro? The fact that these people are even a part of creative is a freaking joke. It is a joke, bro. We're talking about children here, man. Apparently, I mean, creative Chris creative is all about you throw every idea out there. That's what it is. You throw everything out there and this one gets shot down and this one gets, but there, there are no boundaries. You yeah. throw every now, now we got to worry about what we're pitching in a creative meeting. And oh my God, they, they sound like 10 year olds. Bro. Or more, we have to, we can't disagree with the pitch. That, I mean, that's what it seems like the big, the angle around this is, is that Silvers couldn't even deny the pitch. Oh, okay. I don't feel comfortable with going forward with that because it's talking so. about 9-11 attacks. I would hope and so. I don't feel comfortable with that. Oh, well, I guess you're the lead writer now. I guess any other questions, any other inquiries go over to Silvers because she's the lead writer for denying a pitch of mine. I used to say that when I would pitch something to Vince yeah. and Vince would poo-poo it. I would say, oh, Vince, I guess you're the lead writer now. Huh, you're Vince? the lead writer yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> you got a question? Go ask Vince. <laughs> <laughs> this, is um, this is unbelievable is, to me. This is unbelievable to me. So uh, uh, the lead writers kept saying that she was a lead writer and would deal with them. Silvers and Abrams felt, uh, Abrahams uh, felt that this was a discriminatory as white writers were not treated in this way. They also claimed that black performers thanked them for protecting them for being, quote, unheard and misunderstood culturally, uh, which is something you uh, oftentimes talk oh, about. Oh, I, I definitely oh. agree with that. Yeah. yeah. This one among several accusations leveled in a lawsuit. It should be remembered that Zelina Vega is on the roster. And her father was lost. Her father was lost in the 9-11 text. She's talked about that before in documentaries, that her father was lost in the 9-11 yeah. text. So, you know, uh, respect respect to Silvers from, according to this, how the story is uh, presented here. Um, are you willing to, it was a, it was a pitch, you know, pitches are, they, they can become bizarre. And that's the whole reason why you have a room to discuss pitches. EC3's talked about that before on this show. Yeah. You just throw everything out there and see what right. sticks. Okay, let me throw a 9-11 idea out there. Eh, I don't think it's good because uh, one of the current people on the roster, his father was lost in the attack. So uh, out of respect for that, I'm going to say no. Oh, well, really? How about everything go to you now? Like, that's essentially what we're talking about right now. The thousands of Americans that died to the, the millions of people that died as a result of the war. Like, yeah. oh, guys, why? Come on. Oh, I mean, again, the only thing I can vouch for is Sportskedia because they're just great at reporting. So, you know what? I know they vetted their sources and they probably have good intel. So Sportskedia for the win. I w <sighs> this is hard. Uh, I just, what I get is this vision of a power play of somebody who's assumed a role of power and then like 
continually beats a bad joke to death no. because they're in the bad mood. So I could see that in the writer's room, like keep <laughs> going back to the same joke. Well, don't you ask? <laughs> right. And then the stoogy people have to go, yeah, he's the lead writer. I got to laugh at this horrible, awful joke. That sucks. That's a whole terrible situation. Well, Chris, here's what this lawsuit is about. I, th I think we're missing the point. Here. Here's the big picture. Okay. Let, let, let me, let me first say this. This, uh, what's, what's, who, who filed the lawsuit? What's her name? Silvers, Carla Silvers. No, that's not the one who filed the lawsuit. Oh, the Abram, Abrahams. A uh, yes. Brittany, Brittany Abrahams. Yeah. Bro, he, he, here, here's the lawsuit. Okay. This is, this is, this is the, this is the background. She was fired. Okay, bro. The reason she was fired is allegedly she took one of those like WrestleMania chairs and they, they, they caught her taking one of those chairs and she got fired. Now she claims, bro, the white writers take chairs all the time. And bro, I, I got to tell you something. When I was there, getting one of those chairs was not a big deal. I don't know if that's changed over the years, but she was fired for taking a chair. Okay. She's claiming, bro, that she was fired because as a minority, she used to, you know, raise the question all the times when performers like Bianca Belair and she used Apollo Crews as well. Mm -hmm. they, they, they were written for in a very stereotypical way. And she used to bring that up because she didn't like it. She even claims that Bianca Belair even said to her, I feel like they're writing me ghetto. Uh, you know, I, I keep telling them I don't want to say this, but they keep writing the line for me. Mm. So she's basically saying she got fired for that reason. It had nothing to do with the chair. So she's suing them for wrongfully being fired. That that's that's what this thing is all about. So, what do you think about that, Vince? Based on uh, bro, Vince McMahon has been writing characters in a in a stereotypical way since the beginning of time, My, bro. If you went back through his history and started pulling out the Samba Simbas and the Bariquas, and bro, let's let's be honest, Disco disagreed with with me, bro. Isn't that how they're portraying Dominic now? Oh, bro, he he was a thug, thug that that went to jail. Vince McMahon has done this since the beginning of the time, bro. It it shocks me that it really took this long to come out. He's mm -hmm. he's done this forever, bro. Um, but my thing is, I've been saying this about Bianca Belair forever, Chris. We both have. This is a a a blue chip athlete. This, this she is gold, man. She is Serena Williams, bro. She's a Rhodes Scholar. This this is a a Roma. This is a a black female John Cena, without a shadow of a doubt. And we we see what they have her going out there and doing every week. My my problem is, bro. The woman has a lot of stroke right now. Yeah. If you don't like what you're doing, and there are certain things you don't want to say, then play that card. Mm -hmm. you, you, she she's a main star right now. If she ever had any stroke. It's now. So it, it can't be a writer that speaks up. It's got to be the talent themselves saying, you know what? I'm very uncomfortable saying this. I think this is stereotypical. I don't want to say this. Here's my thing, Vince, with that. 
so if the writers are saying that if, if the lead writer is being petty and you know being butthurt about someone disagreeing with them is that basically a uh, uh indicative is that a representation of the entire backstage atmosphere when it comes to the wrestlers not even being able to disagree or pitch something different or or counter something is that what the is that is that a, a representation or reflection of the backstage period bro first of all yes because and, and and let's face it chris and ec3 can vouch on this bro all the writers are trying to do is please vince mm. that's all they're trying to do bianca belair at her level if she doesn't like something and they keep telling her to do it she should not even be dealing with the writers at this point yeah. you either go to triple h or you go to vince himself you, you you should she shouldn't even be dealing with them at this point mm -hmm. but yet bro, yes bro it is a very petty atmosphere they're all trying to please one man they're all trying to pop one man and the talent should not have to deal with that yeah what do you think Ace? <clears throat> She came from a non-wrestling background and was like straight through the performance center, a product of that system. Mm -hmm. And I don't think uh, coming up within the industry, the ability to express yourself creatively and kind of control your own narrative, so to speak, find yourself, find your voice, you know, have that, have your ideas play out the way you kind of see them with a collaborative effort. Like we would have an impact or things of that nature. They cultivate fear very early. So even a top-level talent of her stature mm. and her ability probably still has regressive, like, fear built in from early times in developmental and NXT and just being, just do what you're told, just do what you're told, where Vince is absolutely right. One quick talk with Trips or Vince, and that's not happening. He'd be like, what? They're doing what? No, I will don't I don't know. Who's it? Who is it? I, I want them gone immediately. You got it, you know. He was totally even the keel. Hmm. He's, I mean, what, what EC3 is talking about is very real, uh, Chris. There, there is a brainwashing process. Hmm. I mean, there, there's, there's no doubt about it, bro. The, the brainwashing process is without us, you're nothing. Hmm. You are a failure. You will amount to nothing. You will, you will go nowhere. Therefore, you must obey. You must fall in line. You must listen. I understand that, bro, but once you reach her status, that's over. Yeah, that, that's yeah. over, bro. Because now you hold the cards because you are money, and they know you are money. You can't, you can't still have this frame of mind from development, developmental. Yeah, she just needs to play that once, and I think. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I took from what you're saying. He's like, she needs to understand that I'm not no longer going to be brainwashed. I know I now have leverage because yes. I'm, I'm a huge moneymaker now and I've been champ for over a year. So you can't just, I'm, I'm no longer expendable. You know what yes. I mean? Like I don't, I don't have that expendable field. That means I'm leverage. I, I don't, I'm not just some other person backstage. I'm your top moneymaker in the women's division now. So because I have that leverage, now I have more stroke. I can have yes. more stroke. Now I can feel more bolder and more confident to make negotiations and to say, hey, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah, you can, you know, there's still that fear of, okay, maybe the worst thing they can do is just drop me and say, well, we're going to job you out and make you look like an idiot. 
But when you deal with leverage and when you discuss business, those are the risks that you have to take to, to for, you know, if you know that you have leverage. That's why confidence is really important when it comes very to business. Very important, Chris. Confidence is key. I actually wrote very diligently on confidence for my up-and-coming guide on uh, the professional wrestler on their journey upwards. Confidence is key. She should have all the confidence in the world. Yep. She's created herself. She's over. She can play that card. And it's not like she's not doing business and she's refusing to do. She just wants to be portrayed in a way that's appropriate for who she is as a person. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that. I agree. hundred percent. Speaking of confidence, man, uh, we talked about, uh, you know, you mentioned TNA. Uh, let's, let's, let's take a quick uh, pivot real quick, man. And uh, talk about uh, Trinity Fatu, man, uh, reportedly signed with uh, impact and uh, should be uh, debuting and, and, and being a part of uh, the impact uh, staff, man, as two former impact employees. What do y'all think? I'm very intrigued what she will do outside of the WWE system, really. Because, yeah. again, I've known her since the FCW days. Mm -hmm. And, again, she came from a non-wrestling background where it was not nearly as, you know, fear-mongering as the situation described prior. But she has an open forum to truly explore who she is as a creator. And it's, it's cool. I bet she has a really fun time doing it. And, you know, getting outside of the comfort zone of being told what to do and doing what she feels like she should do. Yeah. What do you think, Vince? Yeah, no, I think it's great, man. Spread your wings, man. You know, get, take off the shackles, man. Let's let's see what you can do creatively. Let's see who you really are. I think it's great, man. I, I saw that today. I thought it was great. She did one of the coolest FCW promo things I've ever seen done. Uh, where they, this is promo day. This is with Dusty Rhodes and they like, she had the arena dimmed and she had this like paint on and like did this insane interpretive dance that like had the whole place rocking. And it was just like, it's great to see people just create something out of nothing. And that was what her, her passion, her calling for that promo to do. But I vividly remember it. Like, like if they ever put this on TV, it is so money yeah. and never really did. It kind of did with the lights a little bit, but like with the way she initially started, it was, Really incredible. Yeah. I hope she keeps similar to the glow gimmick. Um, I think that was money, man. I think that was one of the gimmicks that, I mean, that was one of the characters that, you know, was able to reach to the kids. It wasn't just like a character, like, okay, you're supposed to be a heel and be with team bad. Like, no, it, like the glow character to me seemed like it was genuine because she used to be a cheerleader. And so, you know, it was one of those things that, it made it real. There was some realness to that, and that could really uh, uh, reach out to the little kids, the little girls, man. And so, oh, she keeps something like that instead of just not be a character. You know, what I mean, I, you know, uh, there, I hope there's some reality with her impact run. So, yeah, I'm with it too, man. I, I wish the best for her, and I think it's a great call. She, I think that I, I bet you there's a lot of freedom and liberty there. Like, oh, finally, I get to, you know, pitch things and not you know, have so many things and, and get shot down so many times with different ideas and things. One, like that. one old man not understanding it is not going to kill it dead. Like exactly. That's a chance to see the light of day and see an audience and let them interpret if they want to see more and pay money to see it or not. Indeed. Speaking of TNA, this is going to be, it's okay. going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. All right. So what are we doing? Trenisha Biggers. AKA 
Raka Khan, you know, he, all, all three of us know uh, uh, Trinisha. And, um, you know, she's a, uh, she's an interesting, you know, she's, she's, she's a uh, firebrand. Yeah, man. She, she's, she's a, uh, she's an odd soul, but just a, a sweetheart of a person. I, I know, I know Trinisha. And uh, of course y'all know her too. And y'all have interacted with her many times. And so she's, uh, she's got a lawsuit going on. Uh, and the lawsuit is basically, um, Really interesting. It's a, was it three billion dollars that uh, she's asking? That's it. That's it. <laughs> ah, <know>. so <laughs> like so. Let's for those who don't know, um, the the uh, lawsuits. Let's see. Okay, uh, sports key to uh, take this. Take this. I edit edit this right. Um, let's see. I well, can't. Great reporting. Sports Kita doesn't even have it up. Let me see. Rocket Con. Um, uh, Reacher didn't send me a, a, a link either. Okay. So let's do. I mean, it's, it's here we go. Here we go. Uh, so a judge allowed um, the lawsuit from Rocket Con, Trenisha Biggers. So she's suing for three billion dollars. Um, she's alleging that a mass conspiracy against her regarding her 2019 charge of interference with child custody and aggravated kidnapping facilitates. So she's saying there's a mass conspiracy. Okay. So she's so basically she believed that she was being railroaded slowly in court, and the threat of two years in jail is affecting her life and career. All right. So these are the people who she's suing based on saying that she's being railroaded and the threat of two years in jail affecting her life and career. Here's all the people she's selling. All right, yeah. here we go. You ready? Lay down, man. Uh, so, you know, sports Kita, report this if you want to, but I'm a person who gives, uh, who, who cites. So this is from the pro wrestling world. Who's, uh, who's who wrote this up so i'm really nervous about this. here we go <laughs> um, the state of texas the el paso child protective services the fbi well uh, las cruces uh new mexico police department the nypd the new york police department the national center for missing and exploited children the New York ACS, the Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity, the Shirley Police Department, Sigma Phi Epsilon, the Sofol County, New York, uh, well, Sofol County, New York, period, <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, Dwayne, no. The Miz and Maurice, Heath Miller. Heath Heath Miller, yes, indeed. David, okay. Nikki Bella, Chris Benoit, yes, Chris Benoit. From Chris Benoit, yes. Mark Jendrak. Great dropkick. Yes, indeed. Panda Energy, of course, y'all know who Panda Energy is. He's still on TNA. Home Depot, <laughs> FCW. Oh. Steve Kern, 
Yeah. The NWA. Hey. Billy Corgan. Billy. DSW, Deep South Wrestling. Okay. The Bank of America. It's a big bank. Michael Jordan. What? Several universities. Jim Cornette. Uh, Mick Foley. Mixed. And the New York City area energy company, Con Edison. Con Edison. Uh, surely you can't be serious. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just myself out. Okay. So, based on your experience, and, and speak very carefully. Otherwise, yep. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay. Shackles with the Miz soon if I. Indeed. Too much. Where do we where do we go from here, man? EC three. Well, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll take this bullet from my father, <laughs> Vince. Honestly, our meetings in passing, you know, have been very brief. So I do not know her very well as a person. Uh, anytime we involve child abduction and things of such horrific nature, I can't fathom what it would feel like to lose a child. Um, I don't know what I'm saying, short of, I don't know what to say. It seems very vast. It seems a long list of a strange amount of entities gathered in a very precarious situation that uh, hopefully through the judicial system, uh, justice is served. Okay. Yeah. All right. Is that okay? I just, the truth, the, the Justice is not blind. The truth shall see the light of day and take it from there. Let's. I ain't saying I ain't getting on that list. What are you nuts, bro? Please. I, I, I'm pleading the fifth. Uh, could we, you know, you don't want to. That's what I'm saying. Speak, speak no, very carefully. I ain't saying. Tread lightly. Tread lightly. Tread sorry. Lightly. Sorry, Charlie. Yes, indeed. Uh, you worked with the right Vince? Yes, I did. Ne- never, had, ne- never had an issue or a uh, problem. You know, was always uh, was always very nice to me. I, I never had any issues with. It. Okay, good stuff. So I'm actually looking at. Um, I'm able to bring out a bunch of uh, court documents, and uh, I, I see a couple right here actually. Uh, court documents. So EC three, what do you got, man? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. I got absolutely nothing. <laughs> I have this justice, you know, like you just want every human being to live their best life and for good to prevail at all times. Like, Indeed. Right. Hey, look, man, if uh if she is wronged, uh she deserves justice, right? Absolutely. Uh if she is not wronged, um then it'll come out in court. So that's essentially the very basic answer to that question. Uh, as someone with a uh, master's degree in criminal justice with a specialization in behavioral sciences, uh, I can I can uh, tread lightly and say justice will be served. And um, you know, it's that's that's where we are now as far as the lawsuits. And you both work with her. I know her. I've spoke to her several times, and um, she's she's a she's a She's a human being. She's, she's a beautiful. Uh, she's 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 just a beautiful, blossomy, eccentric soul. You know who who uh, who 
who was very nice. I mean, here's the thing. I, I've, I've talked to her many times, and she's been uh, very nice to me. Um, she's been on my show plenty of, plenty of times, talked to her outside of uh, interviewing plenty of times. And nice. She treated me with much respect. So out of the out of how she's treated me, I hope that if this indeed is um, injustice toward her, I wish the best for her. Yeah, likewise. Indeed. I just spoke for EC3 and Vince Russo. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> and you did very well. Thank you. All right, here we go. Let's go to Oh, You Didn't Bro. Please give us something. <laughs> <laughs> so, CM what, Punk. What was that? What was that? Uh, uh, Keenan Peel gif where he's just like pouring it. Yeah. And, yeah. And yeah. Like, I don't know what that feels like. That's pretty much uh, what I, I imagine a lot of those people on the. <laughs> on that list maybe someone was like oh you know what i mean okay so uh cm punk was backstage at wwe and he passed up with triple h and the miz so thoughts on this situation with cm punk ec3 just a lot's happened since i got food poisoning this is a loaded (laughs) show so punk was backstage and he patched things up with trips and the miz so Good cordial relationship and yeah. bygones be bygones. Perhaps there's business in the future. Perhaps you know there isn't. But no matter what, you know, you never say never in professional wrestling. Indeed. Never, you never say it because if you do, you'd be lying. But you know, we'll see what we'll see what happens. Man, what a dumb answer! I'm like, <laughs> insight that I give on that. You know, it's good that you know. I think you were shaken up by the other, uh, the previous topic. <laughs> on a very emotional level, I do like the fact that if there was ever issues that you know maybe you're testy with somebody, or you just if you can just sit sit there and have a conversation with somebody that you may disagree with and work through it, maybe agree to disagree. I, I don't think there's. I think that's what's missing in culture: the ability to converse. And let your truth be known. You hear someone else's, understand it, accept it. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Everybody wants to be the leader of the group think when you realize that you are just a cog in the wheel of the group think. It's just that's essentially what we're, what like society as a whole, really, mm-hmm. especially the pro wrestling bubble, is it, that's basically it in a nutshell. So. Now, what's CM Punk's contract status with AEW? Still under contract, correct? Yeah, he's still under contract. He 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 caught when he caught when basically that uh, they were they were nearby. Um, so he just he went over there and and was like, yeah, hey, let's just see where it goes. And uh, I heard that there was him and he was announcing, uh, you know, because he announces for MMA. Um, he, he's a commentator, so he heard that he caught when that they'll be, you know, in close by, you know, close to his place and. So he went over there and talked to Triple H. Well, he, he tried to get a word. He wanted to talk to him, and then Triple H uh, said, "Okay, let's talk. You know, let's let's let me consult with Vince first before I can talk to you." Essentially, is what he said. And then, um, basically, you know, he didn't he didn't get a chance to really say much to him. It was probably a minute or two, is what I heard. And um, 
on his way, like during the time he saw the Miz too, and he passed some things up. It wasn't like oh, let me intentionally see the Miz. So, bro, do we um, do we have access to the Joey clip? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, well, I, 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 I'm giving you a big timeout on this because you got both of you got and and it's late and I want to go to bed more than anything. But both of you guys are missing the obvious. I'm calling for Joe. Okay. Give me Joe. Nice. Well, here we go, Joey. Time out. Time out. Time out, Joey. Time out, Joey. Okay, Chris. Here's all I want you to do. <laughs> I want you to say to me, Vince, what's going on with CM Punk? I'm curious. What's going on? That's all you got to ask me. What's going hey. on with CM Punk? Vince, what's going on with CM Punk? Okay. First and foremost, CM Punk is a businessman. CM Punk is in the wrestling business, not because he's a wrestling mark, not because he would pay you to be in the ring. He's in the wrestling business to make money. Okay. He signed with AEW. Guys, let's face it. It was a blank check. Mm-hmm. You, you, we, we know Tony Khan. We know Tony Khan's habits. Whatever CM Punk want, he got. So his contract probably had a hundred loopholes in it if he ever wanted to get out of it where AEW had to guarantee him the money, which explains why the guy was still being paid after the scrum because that's the contract CM Punk worked out for himself. Sure. Good business. Oh, oh, bro, lo and behold, now we're going to Wembley, and now we got to sell out 100,000 seats, Okay. So, oh, lo and behold, now Tony Khan needs CM Punk to be a part of that show. Well, if I'm CM Punk and I know how badly Tony Khan needs me to sell 100,000 tickets, man, could you imagine if a picture is taken of me talking to Triple H? Oh, wow. Can you imagine, bro? Because now, if that's been documented, now I go over to Tony and I say, Tony, listen, I understand you need me at Wembley, man. 100,000 seats, man. That's a heck of a lot of seats to fill. But I got to be honest with you, Tony. Triple H over here is offering me ABC and come on, bro. That's the reason why he went. That's the only reason why he went because first of all, bro, whatever conversation he had with triple H, it's never going to be known publicly. Mm -hmm. So he could go tell Tony Khan, triple H offered him half a billion dollars to go back to the W. And Tony Khan will sit there and say half a billion. I'll double it. Yeah. Well, see, reportedly though, reportedly though, Vince, they didn't talk. Like they didn't, well, see, they didn't see, have a, they didn't have I, a conversation. I, I I I had heard that they actually did. Oh, okay. So that's I had, look, I had you I call had time out on something I don't yeah. even know about. Okay, right, I so actually heard, heard that they actually yeah. had a short conversation. Okay, I heard it was and like that, a couple minutes, and they were yeah. just and that's all. That's all Punk needs. That's okay. all he needs. Gotcha, bro. Yeah, this he, he, he wanted to do a sit down, but they didn't. Get a chance to do a sit down here, basically. Or did they? Or did this? This this is one 
hundred percent strictly business on the part of CM Punk, and he's a genius, bro. Kevin Nash would would have done the same exact thing. Now does now now is this a breach though? Would could Tony Khan use this and say this? Absolutely not, bro. Because yeah. you and I both know, bro. Listen. Punk's been around the block with contracts. And we're not just talking WWE. You know, he was in U- UFC. Bro, he, he's got lawyers that deal in this. Bro, Tony Khan wanted to get CM Punk out of retirement. So you know he got a contract where everything is 100% in his favor. Mm-hmm. Everything, bro. Because you know Tony Khan would have given him the kitchen sink, bro, to sign that contract. Why do you think he was asked to leave them? X to leave what? The arena. After the scrum? No, after the back. Like, he was only there for a couple minutes, and security was like, yeah, you got to go. Oh, that's a caveat. Well, it's it's not it's not really a caveat, bro. I, 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 I believe he had a conversation with Triple H, and that was that was their way of covering that. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I don't think Triple H has any idea – what's in uh what what's in CM Punk's contract with AEW. Gotcha. I don't think he has any idea what's in that contract. You think he's so cautious though to make sure yeah. Reach, yeah. yeah. it could become touchy or I don't know. I just Bro, know- how is it how is it breach if you're visiting your friends at a show? If you're talking contract, that's that is a breach. Like if you if you're visiting friends, that's one thing. But, but that's all. Gonna, contract, but, 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 but that's all. Th- that, that, that it's under the guise of visiting friends. Yeah, I I I I I I met with Triple H. We had a little bit of heat. I wanted to patch things up. Okay, sure. If if, if it's just simply patching things up with Triple H, sure. But if you're no, but I'm saying contract. I'm saying I'm saying that's all he has to say. Okay, so if it's just I'm just talking to Triple H. Yeah. Let's let's. So if you're not talking contract stuff, right. that's another thing because how in the, how in the lawyers would have to get involved anyways. So. How in the world would Tony Khan be able to determine factually that he spoke contract with Triple H? He'd never be able to prove that in a million yeah. well, years. Well, he assumed that he wouldn't because he would probably take him. He would probably you know sue him for breach. So he assumed that he he would assume that he didn't talk contract stuff with him because right, yeah. But if he's going to sue him for breach, bro, he's got to prove that. Right, so that's what I'm saying. He's assuming right. that he's not talking contract stuff right. because he can't. You know what I mean? So yeah, can I just say how how relieving it is to have a good old fashioned caper as opposed to the last subject? This is I like that word caper. Very that's nice caper. Caper. Yeah, he he he's 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 playing. In, in my opinion, bro, he's playing Tony Khan to get as much money as he possibly can to do the Wembley deal. Yeah. That, that's my take. It sucks too when you know you try to pay to have friends and they turn out to be mercenaries, doesn't it? Mm, very interesting. I he was already the rumor was he was already like locked in to debut at their new AW show. I think it was called Collision or something like that. It was supposed to come out in June. So he's supposed to like they were supposed to be. It was supposed to be like a C-rated show initially, like a Velocity or, or, or a Sunday Night Heat or something like that, but. Because of the network, they wanted to make it like a big show now. So it's going to be like a big Saturday show. So they wanted the the big Saturday show to be debuted by. I mean, you know, you know, debuted by CM Punk coming back. So and bro, and again, and again, that that could have been Tony Khan pitching that to the network. Yeah, 
Tony Khan telling CM Punk, this is what I pitched to the network for you. And CM Punk, that sounds great, Tony, but I'm going to go have a conversation with my friend Triple H and I'm going to triple the price of what you're going to pay me to go. I'm just telling you, bro, this is a businessman. This is a businessman. AC3, what do you think? I feel like Dean Wormer has us on double secret probation over yes. here. I don't know what to believe anymore. Yes. I just know every spring the toilets explode. Mm. It's an animal house joke, guys. Do you, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you think that CM Punk, uh, do you think that it was like, huh, let me let me go and see what I can work? Or it's, was it just a straight up patch? It up? There's certainly a calculation involved. It'd be remiss to not admit there's some sort of calculation the way you have to look at it too is like, what is a professional wrestler's job? It's not to wrestle the matches. It's not to cut the promos. It's to get attention. Hmm. What's getting attention? Uh, this is a big attention getter because we're all talking about it. And now, Chris, he, 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 here's the only question you have to ask yourself: How long ago did CM Punk leave the WWE? Two thousand and fourteen. Okay. Not t- almost 10 years ago. Yeah. Okay, bro. Why now? <laughs> Why now? Bro, he had 10 years. How, how many times did the WWE play Chicago in the last 10 years? A lot. Okay. Why now, bro? Why? Why now? Here, here's here's the uh, devil's advocate, so to speak. So that question would be, well, he's got the itch back. And he didn't have the itch for a while, and so now he's got the itch back since he's came back in AEW. So that's yeah. the reason why now he's got the itch back. He's got he's got this this itch. That's yeah, that, that's the itch he's got, bro. Right here, yeah, that's the itch. Zeros attached to it. That's the itch. Yeah, oh, yeah scratch that one. Oh. <laughs> Very nice. Well, we shall see what happens. Uh, does CM Punk uh, is it a power play? Or, like I said, the word is leverage and. Chris, I also want to let you know something, too, just so you know, because I dealt with this with with Chris Jericho. I was having conversations with Chris Jericho when I was the head writer of WWE, and he was at WCW. Mm -hmm. Chris, it is 1,000% above board legal to have a contract, to have a conversation with a a, a contracted wrestler Mm. as long as you're talking about what are you going to do after your contract expires? Th- that's totally above board and legal. We can't we can't talk now, but I know in November of 2023 your contract's going to expire. What 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 are your plans at that time? That's 1000% legal. Gotcha. That makes sense. So they couldn't discuss anything about a debut or being there during the duration. Yes. But, but, but if you've got an end date on your contract, we can talk about after that date. Could they throw the old, well, hypothetically, if you debuted, how would you hypothetically debut for us in November of 2000? Bro, we were talking about Y2J's entrance when he was under contract with when he was wrestling for WCW. I mean, so okay, you, man. Yeah, that your was- contract expires on this date. You're gonna come over, sign with us, and yeah, that, that's totally above board, bro. Very interesting. Hypothetically. <laughs> Hypothetically, it's above board. Well, according to Vince, he's already he's already done it. He, he did it back in uh what was that 99, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And, and I checked it, you know, I checked it all legally. You, you could talk to him about this. You can't talk to him about that. Okay. Nice. Well, ladies and gentlemen, he knows because he's done it. Vince Russo bringing in Y2K. Well, could we edit, could we edit, uh, could we edit some footage of uh, EC3 burying um, uh, uh, Biggers, Miss Biggers? Can we, can we edit that into this? So B row. All right. Cut some yeah. B row. Uh, East. Go ahead. Cut a promo against, uh, <laughs> you mother. <laughs> bro, bro. Could you imagine those people waking up? Poor, poor Ms. And Maurice. <laughs> can you imagine that conversation, bro? <laughs> Both yeah. of them though. Like Maurice. Uh, like, like, what? Yeah, exactly. Mick Foley, MJ, uh, MJ, MJ, bro. Yeah, 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 exactly. Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? Like, what? You know what I mean? So that's stupid. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, she's she's uh she's an interesting soul, man. So God bless her. So I, I've talked to her a lot, and um, she she told me a lot of stuff. Bro, could simply be a publicity stunt for. <laughs> Whatever she wants to do next. That would not what? surprise me whatsoever. What is the job of a professional wrestler, boys? Attention. To get attention. Well, she hasn't really wrestled in a long time. Man. But, I mean, you know, she she likes attention. That's I know her enough to know that she likes attention. And uh, she she sent me. Uh, yeah, okay. Have a good night, buddy. Bye, so <laughs> 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 Guys.